Internal Revenue Service, IRS, Tax News. National Tax Security Awareness Week, Day 4, Security Summit urges businesses to tighten security, offers new protections against identity theft. IR 2020-268, December 3, 2020. IRS YouTube video, new security measures help protect against tax-related identity theft. There's a link to that here. Washington, the Internal Revenue Service state tax agencies and tax industry urges businesses to be on guard as thieves try to use their stolen names and data to file fraudulent tax returns. The partners operating cooperatively as the Security Summit, there's a link to the Security Summit here, to fight identity theft, uh, marked the fourth day of the National Tax Security Awareness Week with the warning to businesses to enact the strongest uh, measures possible to protect their data and systems. The IRS also is planning additional steps to help businesses combat cyber criminals trying to steal their data. Quote, the IRS, as the IRS and our partners have strengthened our security standards, identity thieves have looked for new ways to find sources of information and businesses need to stay alert, end quote, said IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick. Quote, businesses, just like individuals, can be victims of identity theft. Thieves may steal enough information to file a business tax return for a refund or use other, other scams using the company's identity, end quote. More than 70% of cyber attacks are aimed at businesses with 100 or fewer employees. So they kind of look for that sweet spot of the employees or the business is basically in a growing trend, right? You're going from a small business that's got things pretty tight locked down under probably some centralized control somebody you know that's working on this and then obviously if the, as things start growing it could get to the point in, in time where people uh, you know aren't haven't really grown in in terms of their internal controls to the growing of the size of the company and could be a spot where where they are more vulnerable and typically tends to be a place where then uh, attackers might attack at that point or that might be the the target or it seems to be the target so thieves may be targeting credit card information, the business identity information, or employee identity information. Businesses are encouraged to follow best practices from the Federal Trade Commission, include, including set your security software to update automatically, back up important files, require strong passwords for all devices, encrypt devices, use multi-factor authentication. More information is available at FTC's Cybersecurity for Small Businesses. There's a link to that here. Businesses should especially be alert to any COVID-19 or tax-related phishing email scams that attempt to trick employees into opening embedded links or attachments. So obviously the phishing type of emails are one of the most common types of attacks and they typically will have a link, some type of urgency involved to them to try to get you to click on the link and then that could take you to a faulty site asking for information or possibly even have some kind of malware uh, on it. They also seem to be emphasizing that people are more likely to open up phishing emails and whatnot possibly on the phone. So you want to be uh, mindful of the phone and your email on the phone and stuff like that. Malicious people often, you know, seem to be attacking with the phone even more 
so than the computer sometimes. So in any case, starting December 13th, 2020, the IRS will begin masking sensitive information from business tax transcripts, the summary of corporate tax returns to help prevent thieves from obtaining identity, uh, identifiable information that would allow them to file fake business tax returns. So the transcripts that you may be getting, possibly uh, tax professionals might use transcripts, for example, for prior year type of information. If they have to do multiple years of taxes and they don't have all the information necessary to do so, they may look into the transcripts and the transcripts, the IRS is basically limiting a lot of the information, like some of the crucial numbers and even some of the business names and whatnot on them, again, to try to, to block or or uh, reduce the amount of identity theft that could happen due to the information on the transcripts so only financial entries will be fully visible all other information will have varying masking rules for example only the first four letters of each first and last name of individuals and businesses will display only the last four digits of our employer identification number will be visible the irs also has publicly launched the form 14039b business identity theft uh, affidavit there's a link to that affidavit here that will allow companies to proactively report possible possible identity theft to the IRS when for example the e-file tax return is rejected so when the e-file tax return is rejected that's going to be a point in time where you might suspect identity theft oftentimes it is rejected because someone else has already filed the tax return with that particular number either the EIN employer identification number or if it was an individual, it would be like kind of like the social security number. So businesses should file the form 14039B if they receive a rejection notice for an electronically filed return because a return already is on file for that same period. Notice about a tax return that the entity didn't file. Notice about form W-2 filed with the Social Security Administration that the entity didn't file. Notice of a balance due that is not owed. This form will enable the IRS to respond to the business much faster than in the past and work to resolve issues created by a fraudulent tax return. Businesses should not use the form if they experience a data breach, but see no tax-related impact. For more information, the Identity Theft Central Business section, there's a link to the Identity Theft Centrals here, although the tax scam scams can come and go, all employees should remain alert to form w-2 theft schemes in the most common version a thief poses as a high-ranking company executive who emails payroll employees and asks for a list of employees and their w-2s businesses often don't know they've been scammed until fraudulent returns shows up in the employees names so you could obviously the w-2 could provide the all the information you need to basically for identity theft has a social security number on it and uh, the business information on it as well as the wages on it that's the form of course that the irs has so they might they're saying here that the way they might get the w-2 is to act as a high executive of the company and and basically intimidating lower you know ranking people to say hey give me your w-2s and you know you don't question it because it's a high ranking person of the company possibly and then obviously that would be the scam then they would have the w-2s which they can create uh, fraudulent tax returns with 
So in any case, uh, there is a special reporting procedure for employers who experience the W-2 scam. It, uh, it also may be found at the Identity Theft Central's business section. There's a link to that here. Finally, Security Summit partners urge businesses to keep their EIN application information current. Changes of address or responsible party may be reported using Form 8822B. There's a link to Form 8822B here. Remember, changes in the responsible party must be reported to the IRS within 60 days. Current information can help the IRS find a point of contact to resolve identity theft and other issues. The IRS, state agencies, the private sector tax industry, including tax professionals, work in partnership as the Security Summit to help protect taxpayers from identity theft and refund fraud. This is the third in a week-long series of tips to raise awareness about identity theft. The IRS.gov forward slash Security Summit for more details. There's a link to that link here, and there'll be a link to this in the description.